Hello and good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 211. Uh, today we'll be talking about a transfer move, which is not happening today, by the way, which happened in the past on Saturday. Rome signed an Iranian striker, Serdar Azmun, from Bayer Leverkusen on loan. And I've got an expert with me today. It's his third time on the podcast. I have the co-host... Actually, I actually forgot what you are. <laughs> I've botched this already. I've got what football journalist. I, I botched it already. I put. I forgot what you were good, your uh, your title on what you do. <laughs> it's a uh, football well, journalist. Um, yeah, it's football journalist. One half of the Italian football pod. Uh, Sampereinter dot com. Uh, I have yeah, no Yeah. 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 Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I'm I, so I mean, sorry. I, I, I've done, I've, no, no, I don't. I, it's all right. I, I, that's perfectly fine. I, I've, uh, I only nowadays I only do the Italian football podcast, and I kind of taken a step back from this from Semprint that I'm. I, oh, have you? Behind the scenes, yeah. I'm doing behind the scenes stuff more there, and I only do exclusives and and kind of take more. Uh, in the you know, just make sure that everything works behind the scenes, and also do exclusives and interviews and stuff like that, and and more with the Italian for podcast. Those are the two things I do, and and of course, whenever I don't know, BBC or CGTN or whatever wants me to come and talk about or yourself talk about Italian football, I, I come and do that. So yeah, or talk about prem faces, which you sent me a nice mm. DM this morning. BBC is finest. I don't think I have laughed so hard in my life as this morning when I saw that. Yeah, me too. It was it too was, early in the morning for me when you sent that. It was genuinely hilarious. Um, I, <laughs> when you, I mean, Pablo, BBC News doing a piece on Rubiales, the Spanish, mm. that's his name, right? Rubiales. Yeah. Yes. Ru- yeah. The Spanish FA president. And in that package, they've got imagery of Zabaleta, the former oh, city oh, player, God, because yeah. he's Latino and bald. bald yeah. It's just too freaking hilarious for me. I-, I broke down. It was one of the funniest things I have ever seen. It's it's not the first and it won't be the last time that BBC have cocked up and done something they shouldn't have. I, I just, it's unbelievably funny. It I, is. I think it's unbelievably funny. I really, really do. Oh, yeah. Um, is that your prime face of the week? It's next week, yeah, because we already recorded them. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. This is going to be uh, the prime face without a doubt. Uh, yeah. It was beyond, beyond funny. Beyond funny. Yeah, it was like when some people call your podcast host. Uh, uh, how can I put this politely and delicately? Mm. The lookalike of someone who's going through a trial at the moment in Romania. Oh, when they call him Andrew Tate. Yeah. Andrew Tate, yeah. Yeah, but he's used to it. I mean, oh, I know, there, yeah. there are similarities. He doesn't really care. He just thinks it's funny. But yeah, Andy, Andrew Tate, yeah. yeah. Does that, yeah, that, I, when I first saw that, I thought, okay, that's enough internet for me for one day. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Right. Let's get into 
a striker that Roma have signed, not the one mm. t- today, or you can talk about the one today if you want to. Mm. It's, I, I joked this on our pod yesterday. Is, is Roma going to get Lukaku or Lukaka? Well, I think they're going to get Lukaka. But Lukaka is good enough to play, to score 15, 20 goals in the Serie A. That's the thing. Um, uh, and we saw that last season because Inter had an injured Lakaka and he still managed to score, what, was it 10 goals in the Serie A? Mm. Because of the stri- type of striker he is. Like, he is finished at the highest level, and I've said that consistently, um, because he is. But that doesn't mean that he can't still do a job for Roma, or if he'd come to Inter, he would have still done a job there, in the Serie A, especially. I think that Roma should go for the Europa League because I think Roma are a better side attacking-wise by far than they were last season. I think Matic was a huge loss. Yeah, um, there's been so far and it's witnessed so far in a couple of games that Roma played this season. No, look, Paredes and Cristante, it's, what, Argentinian Kuzmanovic and Italian-Canadian Kuzmanovic. It's just, it's just too many Kuzmanoviches for my liking. Um, and I don't understand why Roma decided to bring Paredes back. He's absolutely atrocious. Um, he, in, you know, you know, my fate, uh, my conspiracy theory in football is that Leandro Paredes' career is nothing but a money laundering scheme. Um, oh God! That's Jeez. all it is because <laughs> that, that's my conspiracy theory. It's like I know it's not true, but can I? But can you prove to me that it's not true? Because <laughs> he's 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 just dreadful. I've always thought he's dreadful. Um, but what about what about Roger Ibanez's career? Well, Roger Ibanez is a mis- is a walking mistake. Yeah, <laughs> as Roma fans have learned the hard way in derbies and in important games, he always has a mistake in him. And I don't think he's good enough for Roma. But then again, neither is Llorente. Um, I think Endica, Smalling, and Mancini is decent. I think that's decent. I think that's good. I think Mancini under Mourinho, I don't know, Mourinho's got his meds right, so he's working actually pretty well. Chris Smalling was phenomenal last season mm. and I think he will come back to that too I think this is just a dip in form more than anything I don't think I don't see this as a decline um, at all I just think that Roma aren't very well balanced defensively and I think he's not in form to make up cover a lot of that which he did last year when Roma were falling apart defensively he was just so damn good and in form that he covered you know plastered o- over a lot of Problems. I just don't think he's in form right now, and that's why it becomes so evident. But other than that, um, yeah, um, I think the problem is Roma is, is the goalkeeper. Roy, Roy oh God! Don't get me started on that. After watching the game on Saturday, uh, I tweeted out, and it went a little bit viral. Um, Rui, before the second goal, Rui Patricio conceded three goals from four shots on target. That's worrying. It is. Very, very it's worrying. very worrying. It and is I worrying. Think, yeah, we. I said someone on our pod yesterday, um, I said Roman could go for Karnaseki, which wouldn't be a bad shout. Um, I think that would be a very good move if you yeah. were able to do that. I, I wanted... Because <laughs> I play football manager, and this keeper's just signed for Napoli, and he's now at Empoli. And I think he's just picked up a really serious injury. Ellie Caprelli would have been a good sign-in um, from Bari. But I think Roma 
I think I thought Vicario would have been a good signing in the summer. I think Vicario would have been absolutely perfect for Roma um, mm. because uh, there were talks of him going to Inter and I felt that he was not what Inter needed as a replacement for Onana. Yes, he's good with the ball at his feet, but he's he's not as good in terms of distribution, in terms of his passing and awareness and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah. I would, uh, yeah, no, I would basically say that I think that he would, Vicario was perfect for Roma. I think I even tweeted it out that I think Roma should go after him. I think he would work perfectly in Mourinho's uh, defensive system because he's good with his feet. He he can he can build from the back, but not for Inter, not the way Inzaghi wanted. Uh, I think Vicario would have been ideal for Roma, but Roma can't sign anyone because of... yeah the financial fair play and, and the settlement agreement with UEFA, which is a ridiculous, I mean, it's, it's a joke in and of itself. And if we want to talk, uh, we could do a, we could do a three hour podcast just. Oh that God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so the reason I asked you on, uh, was about an Iranian striker, Sada Azmun, uh, who had a wonderful spell at Zenit St. Petersburg in Russia after a couple of years actually in Russia with Ruben Kazan, Rostov and Ruben Kazan again. His move to Germany hasn't worked out well. Um, I think it's five goals in 32 appearances. Uh, and he's come on loan to Roma. Um, you follow the Iranian national team. I've seen your tweets during the World Cup. Mm. And what can you tell us about him? It's a player who... Um, he's a player who was, when he broke through, everyone was really excited about. Uh, he was going to be the new star of Iranian football. He was going to be what we all, you know, he was going to lead the national team. He was going to lead um, Iran going forward and so on and so forth. Um, and he began that way uh, for sure. But he is a very difficult character. He's, he When he was younger, he was incredibly immature, threw his toys out the pram quite a bit. And he was kind of a, like a snot-nosed little brat at times. He was kind of unbearable to deal with, if I'm perfectly if honest. It would have fitted well in at Roma. <laughs> mm, yeah, probably. But I think there will be more, you know, yeah, I know what you mean when you say that. But he's been like that. But then again, with Carlos Queiroz, the Portuguese national team coach, the greatest national team coach that Iran has ever had, and probably if somebody, if he could, he and, and if he wanted to stand in elections, he'd probably be elected the president of the country. Um, be, he's shown the loyalty that he's shown to the to the players, to the country, to Iranian football is is truly remarkable. Um, he treated this this group of players, this generation of players, like his his sons and children, mm. like a father figure for them. Um, and he went to war for Iranian football. Um, and Iranian football and football fans love him as a result. Um, and Sardar Azmoun was one of those players that he picked. Taremi was another. This entire generation, which is the best generation Iran has ever had, um, they are, they are, they, it's Kairos's boys. Simple as that. Um, and Azmoun was, was supposed to be the star of that. And he has been, but Taremi has outshone him by 
miles because mm. you know Tottenham's playing at a level that no Iranian football has ever played at, um, and that's not that's not hyperbole. That's just a fact. That's, that's just an objective fact. Um, Sadar Azmoun was outstanding in Zenit St. Petersburg, where they played a football that suited him. Um, the move to Bayer Leverkusen, I think, was a mistake. I said it at the time because Chabi Alonso is doesn't play the kind of football that I think suits Azmoun. Um, I think Azmoun made a huge mistake going there. I think I'm not blaming Chabi Alonso for it. Far from it. I think Chabi Alonso is a future world class coach. Oh. I think. Without mm. a doubt, he's going to Completely be at agree. the Real Madrid's, the PSG's, the Man City's, the Bayern Munich's of the world. Without a doubt, there is no doubt in my mind. He is a world-class coach in the making. Um, the football he plays, however, does, did not suit Osmond at all. Um, which happens. I mean, Romelu Lukaku was one of the best number nines in the world when he decided to go to Thomas Tuchel at Chelsea, and that mm. didn't work out well either. So it's important when you make these career decisions to to make them well. And he was linked to Lazio, he was linked to Roma, he was linked to Milan, he was linked to lots of clubs, Osmond, before he went to Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, and that was a mistake. Let's be honest, that was a huge mistake. Um, and I think what Roma are getting is what Roma have been missing. And what Roma have been missing is someone who can put the ball into the back of the net. Andrea Belotti is a poor man's Edin Dzeko in the sense that he's a link-up player and he's a, you know, he does the regista offensivo stuff. Um, Paolo Dybala is a fantasista, is a trequartista, is a number ten. Um, Romelu Lukaku is a prima punta who can play with his back against the goal. He can hold mm. up the ball. He can link up. Sardar Azmun is a, is a fox in the box. He's Poacher. Poacher. So, yeah. yeah. So, would you say he was, no disrespect, is Mario Cardi esque? Yeah, I would say yeah. that. But but that's a very good, yeah. Ciro Immobile, Mario Cardi, mm. that's the style of player we're talking here. The, the, in that mold, without any comparisons otherwise. Um, he is a fox in the box, and he has done so for Iran. And Zenit, I mean, he was top goal scorer once or twice, I think, in the Russian league. Mm. He won everything in Russia. Um, for Iran, he saved Iran in games when Iran were dreadful, but somehow he scored two, three goals. Barely, you know, it's, it's, he's just one of, he's a goal scorer. And I think he's going to be a backup player to Romelu Lukaku. I think Romelu mm. Lukaku is going to start and Osman's going to rotate. If they play a 3 5 2 and Dubala's injured, it's going to be Osman and Lukaku. Yeah, that's what we said on our pod yesterday. That if if it probably when not if Dybala gets injured and misses games or wants to be rested, Asman will come in mm. and be that not the backup to play alongside a, another striker. Also, if it's Lukaku, if it's Tammy Abraham when he's fit, or if it's Andrea Bellotti. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen his his goal scoring records in in it in Italy. That's way too far in the future. In Russia with Zenit, and it, it's phenomenal. Like um, twelve and sixteen in his first season, which is eighteen nineteen, and then twenty one in thirty eight. In that, this is in all comps in in nineteen twenty 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 one is nineteen and twenty nine. And his last season, which was 21-22, was 10-21. So 62 goals and 104 games in all comps. Um, I think when Roma were linked with him in 2021, it was either him 
Audi is Becky uh, Messi, as we all called him at the time, Aldor Shamaradov. And a part of me now realises that Roma went for the wrong player then. I think two years down the line, it should have been Sada Asman. I think I, w- I would agree. I think Shamuradov was someone I was excited about too. Same, same. Um, but it didn't turn out that way. But I think Osmond would have been the safer bet. Mm. Um, I think that would have been the safer bet, for sure. Um, yeah, because he's come to Bayer Leverkusen and... <laughs> didn't work out. Didn't work out. One goal on 11 and then four in 33 in all competitions. And then Bayer Leverkusen went through a couple of managers in that time. They had... Oh, my God, they had an Austrian manager for a time who got sacked. Uh, Sawani, and then they went to Javi Alonso, who had a plethora of strikers. Well, they had Adam Holosek, Patrick Schick, Asmun. There's the Argentinian striker who they brought in from River Plate, which it will come to me in a bit. And I think he had a time in America. So they had like four or five strikers. They had Musa Diaby as well. Mm. So he's just going to kill it in the Premier League. So they're going to, they had a, a, a wealth of strikers and it just didn't really, he didn't really hit the ground running in, in the Bundesliga. And hopefully when he's given the chance at Roma, he can do a job because I just feel like it's just going to be a dry loan. I don't think he'll be here next season afterwards. Well, here's the thing. He's got an incredible opportunity here, and I think that's what mm. speaks in your favour. First of all, Mourinho will know quite Kairos, and Kairos will have told him how to handle Osmond. So I don't think there'll be any problems discipline-wise between them at all. Um, I think what will happen is that he will have to show himself from his best to to show off what he can do for Roma and that he wants to stay at Roma and he wants to do well at Roma. Um, and I think he understands that this is a this is a once in a lifetime. Like he's won the jackpot a little little bit here because he, you know, given how poorly he's done in the Bundesliga. Mm. Um, I think at his age as well, I, I think he understands that if he does well at Roma, this could be the lock to the key to unlock much more be- bigger and better things in the future in his career. Um, basically, is is how I see it, and I think he, that's why he takes it very seriously. I think yeah, he will take it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's given a he's been given a second chance. Can I talk about his national team career because his stats are pretty good then? But there's yeah. been some controversy also. Yeah, uh, I mean, he he is he he does like this is I don't know how many times he's quit the national team. Yeah, <laughs> um, but this is what I mean about being a child. He's very very childish. He's very immature. Um, he throws temper tantrums and then has to take him back. And it's just nonstop. Uh, yes, the Iranian FA might not always be the most well-run, oil, well-oiled machine in the world, but he's not helping either. Um, he's, I, I know for a fact the number of times that Carlos Queiroz has lost his shit with him um, in, in the dressing room. Uh, and and he, you know, everybody respects Kairos, especially him. So, yeah, it's not controversial. He, 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 that's just a character. Some people are just 
drama queens and he's a drama queen. Um, at least before in his career he was. I think now he might have calmed down a bit. Um, and I think that Mourinho will take that from him. And I, I, again, I think he wants to prove himself at Roma. I think he wants to do really, really, really well at Roma. Fingers crossed he does do well at Roma. Um, one of them was he, he retired after the World Cup in 2018. Was it for criticism from the fans? Uh, and was, was it was his mum not well as well? Yeah, I mean he's. It was the whole thing was just so ridiculous. Um, I think it was because he he was upset that he was criticised when he wasn't, and uh, 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 oh, it's just it's all very trashy. I, I zone out when it gets to that kind of level. I'm not interested because I think it's unprofessional. Mm. Um, I just zone out um, and. He, 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 he just, there was just a lot of bickering and bitchiness and I just didn't, I just didn't care for it because Iran did pretty well in 2018 in the World Cup. They did, yes. They did um, very well. And he, you know, we were in the group of death, if I'm not mistaken, with Spain mm. and Portugal and drawing Portugal, uh, losing narrowly to Spain and beating Morocco was very good. Um, it was Iran's best ever World Cup. Um, but you know, then you have people, you know, he was just being, you know, it was, it was what it was. It wasn't a, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, to be honest, I think they made it, it he took it back pretty quickly afterwards. Let's put it that way. Can, cause the Asia cup is, uh, if mistakenly, he's, he's not going to go. No, he's, he's no, not no, going to no, go. Okay. No, 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 we, we talked about that in the podcast. Yeah, he's not going to. And that's, that's for reasons that I don't really want to get into because no, it's, that, it's yeah. political, political, um, yeah. it's political reasons, which would take us, not that I'm afraid of debating them. I'm not afraid of debating any <laughs> political issues. I think, you know, that's got, you know, I mean, no, of privately. course. Yes. Um, yes. But, but what it is, is that I think it would be in order to do it justice. And I think when you have a political debate, you have to do it justice. Yeah. It would take too long and it would be such a deep, so many parameters to bring up. Um, I, all I will say is that's his decision. I respect his decision. I disagree with it. I think it's utterly profoundly ridiculous, not just him, but generally this politicization, politicization of sports that has that sport, sports is not overtly political, but it's mm. subjectively, but it's <laughs> very subjectively politicized. Some countries are not, are, you know, apartheid states are allowed, others are not. Some countries can commit more human rights violations than, you know, most people have hairs on their head. Mm. No one talks about that. Um, whilst others, uh, <laughs> I can't get out, can't do anything. Again, one standard will do fine. Um, with some countries, there, there's, there's one standard, with others, there's, there's another. Um, but it's his decision. He's He felt that he doesn't want to. The Iranian FA felt they don't want him. I think it's ridiculous by both of them. I think the Iranian national team is for all Iranians, mm. regardless of political background, because that's what sports is. It's supposed mm. to bring people together. 
Uh, it's supposed to 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 that's how sports has been used since the Just ancient unite, Persians everyone. and Greek, ancient Greece and ancient Persia. They used to compete in the the original Olympics in order to not to go to war. You know that's how human beings have always sports have all has always been used to bring people together, um, and to to kind of de-escalate tensions and now it's being used as a tool in a propaganda in a in a political p- tool in a propaganda war against certain countries in favor of other countries and other mm. viewpoints and and people like to pick and choose and and I don't I like coherence I like one standard not double standards or in this day and age triple standards some people they have a standard for every day of the week um but I don't I have one standard and I think I think it's it's his choice. I think the Iranian FA handled it poorly too. Um I personally think again that the Iranian national team is for all Iranians. It's not for one government. I don't think that England is I don't think when I watch England play football, I don't think Rishi Sunak or Boris Johnson or whoever in the prime minister right now, I think of England. Mm. When I see uh, the same applies when it's whether it's Russia or or, or, or whatever. Um, I don't when I see the UN's men's national team play. I don't think of the United States government's human rights abuses and, and mass murders all over the world. I look. I don't. I don't. I don't make those connotations. Um, but I know that in this day and age, they want. You know, <laughs> the corporate media absolutely wants to do that, especially in the West. And and I think it's stupid to fall fall for that. I think you know. Just don't do it. Um, if anything, sports, regardless of if it's football or any sports, is to bring people together of different mm. political backgrounds, different political opinions, different religions, or, or no religion, cultures. whatever, cultures, yeah. all of that. That's what sport is for. It, mm. It's what unites us. We all compete on the same terms, and it makes us feel part of a larger global community. I think that's a beautiful thing of sport, about sport. Um, okay. He doesn't want to compete for the with the Iranian national team. Uh, I think people who say that those who play and represent the Iranian national team are somehow stooges of the regime, people who say that are idiots, and I mean that seriously. You're a fucking idiot. Excuse me for swearing, because <laughs> no, it's fine. that's Don't the worry. most ridiculously propagandized load of bollocks I've ever heard. Because if that's true, then Harry Kane is a pro-imperialist, pro-colonial fascist. If that's true, if if every England player is responsible for all the atrocities that the English government and British government has ever done, well, this, mm. if, if Iranian players are responsible for what their government has always done and always and, and do, then the same is true of the US, Germany. Well, then clearly uh, Thomas Muller is a Nazi. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is what I mean about politicizing non-political contexts, okay? Um, and this is what pisses me off. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's childish. I think it's reductive. Um, and I don't partake in it. But again, he, it's his choice. It's his career. Uh, he decided that he doesn't want to play for Iran. Fine. Don't. You're not welcome then. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Same thing. I think the Iranian FA handled it incredibly childish, childishly, but, and churlishly, but whatever. Well, now, you know, the players that are there all want to represent the country and want to represent their people. And that's all that matters. Um, it's going to be difficult for Iran regardless because Roberto Mancini in Saudi, and we saw how good Saudi Arabia are, 
uh, in the World Cup. I think they're the favourites. Um, Australia and Japan are always good. So I don't think Iran will go past the quarterfinal stage. They should win the group. They should beat, win the round of 16. But quarterfinal, I think that's when it all kind of stops. It would have been amazing if Osmoon would have been there with a better coach, uh, with better preparation, and with, with Osmoon hitting top five, you know, top form. I think Iran could have actually won the tournament for the first time since the 70s. But, I mean, that's not going to happen. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think that boycott is... I mean, the arguing over this is, is ridiculous, to be honest. Do you think, realistically, there's there's no point of him coming back to the national team after this? Is there no chance? I don't think so. I I don't think so. Not after what happened and the way... Because before it was more personal stuff. Now he's decided to go all, you know, to make it political. And, and that's something that will make it very difficult for the FA to bring him back. No, I don't think he's even going to be going to be called up. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's just I think the bridges are nuked. To be honest, been burned to the ground. I hope it depends. Well, it's not even been burned; it's nuked. They've nuked the bridges between them. Oh. Um, I think you would need to have someone like Kairos come in with that, you know, with that power and 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 you know his physical. You know, his, him as a presence, as a person, character, that strong, that doesn't give a damn what anyone says, and, and pick whoever he wants. I think you need someone like that. Um, but I don't think the Iranian national, the Iranian FA will, will sign someone of that caliber, to be honest. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, it, as you said, it, it's, it sounds like it's been nuked. I was going to think of a... a, a a more quieter word, but I think you've pretty much said it no, correctly. It's been nuked. It's been nuked. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's burnt, nuked. Those bridges are nuked. There's yeah. nothing else can be done. Um, you said that Carlos Kerosh. But that's good for much, Roma. That's good for yeah, Roma. Yeah. That's good for Roma because Roma, I mean, yeah, Roma is going to be there for a very important part of the season, mm. and you need him. Yeah, um, when Roma and games going on, when Roma are potentially potentially are in three competitions uh, because the Europa League draw is this Friday the Champions League draw is this Thursday there is qualification yep. games this week yep. um, Coppa Italia is around that time and then you've got the, the restart yep. of Serie A after mm. I, don't, I don't think there is a winter break because there's games going on at just before Christmas and just after Christmas, like there was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which is going to be yep. interesting. I can't wait. Um, you said that Carlos Kirosh was pretty much a father figure for the Iranian national team. I feel the same with, with oh, Mourinho. Yeah. I've seen the way with Mourinho mm. treats his players, and it, it, it's quite good oh, to see. I think, I think, yeah, I think the, I think those two can get on a storm, and I think that he sees that. And I think the reason he chose uh, Roma was because of Kairos uh, and, mm. and that connection. And uh, uh, Mourinho, yeah. I'm sure that they spoke. So I think they will get on a storm. If he's out of line, Mourinho will chastise him and he will get back into line. And then that's that. Um, he is a bit like a child that needs to be disciplined at times. And Mourinho's good at that. Um, but again, Osmond will come to Roma 
with understanding that this is a ideal dream ticket for him to bigger, better things. He could even stay at Roma if he were to do really, really well. Mm. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed. You've pretty much, you pretty much answered my question. I was going to ask that <laughs> before I even answered it. Um, do you think he can, my final question, uh, do you think he can be a success for, at Roma? Yeah. If given the time and if Roma, look, Dybala is going to be injured. Yeah, uh, a bit. No doubt. But if he's look, if if he's fit, if Dybala's fit and Lukaku's fit, I think Lukaku can be the lock, the key to unlock the Dybala Pellegrini problem. Because mm-hmm. Pellegrini, Dybala killed Pellegrini last year, as Dybala agree. does. Dybala kills players. That's just because he's so good, and he, you know, that's been a problem because he is that as good as he is. I think Lukaku can unlock on both. I think a three-four-two-one, Lukaku, Dybala, Pellegrini. Renato Sanchez, Awar, Zalewski, Spinazzola, you know, that's a very good team. That mm-hmm. is a team that can win the Europa League. That's a team that should at least reach the semi-final of the Europa League uh, and even finish in the top four. There's no doubt about that. If they play a 3-5-2 and Lukaku plays next to Asmoum, yes, that'll be really good as well. I think he's he's been brought in to, to, to score and win games and and, and, and you know, to, to, to one chance, one kind of one goal kind of thing, mm. uh, with both Lukaku and, and Osmond, of course, but Lukaku more in the build-up phase. Osmond is much more of a rotational player. So I actually think that Roma are a far better team. They are attacking-wise this year than they were last season. I think Matic leaving caused problems, but I think they've kind of done all they can do. Um, I do think that if Roma are able to sell Tammy Abraham next summer. If Osmond does well, I think Belotti will also be doing a good job for Roma as mm. well. Um, I think if Roma reach the Champions League next season, um, with the money that comes in there and they can sell Tammy Abraham, there's room to buy Osmond, Lukaku and, uh, you know, a, a goalkeeper. I got you. Oh, you literally took the word straight out of my mouth. A, a young goalkeeper who has got the... The world and, at his feet. Yeah, and also extend Mourinho. I think I know that Mourinho wants the Real Madrid job. He looks at what Carlo Ancelotti did and says, I can do that. And, and I'm sure he can, but I think it would be a mistake. I think he should stay at Roma for at least two, more, two, three more seasons. I think five years at Roma, if he's able to win the Europa League, bring Roma back to the Champions League. And let's be honest, given how the Serie A is in terms because of the finances, that no team, no matter who wins, if we look at the last four years, no matter who wins, no one's been able to put distance between themselves and the mm. others. Every year, that the, the winner has had to sell important players. Mm. Inter sold Lukaku Hakimi. Okay, Milan didn't sell anyone, but they spent $40 million on Charles de Kettler, and they didn't. He's at Atalanta now. He's at Atalanta now on loan, and they weren't able to strengthen the team. They brought in Origi instead of uh, what's his name? The friend, um, Colo Moani, um, oh, yeah. which was a stupid decision by Maldini and essentially cost him his job. Um, but no one's been going, has had, has the finances to go for it. Napoli sold Kim and Jay. They've not been able to strengthen too much. They've kept Osimen, which is unbelievable, but still to, to, to take that next step and put distance between yourself and the others, no team is able to do that. I think Mourinho and, and Roma look at that and go, well, in two years' time, or in the third season from now that starts, we could actually 
if we play our cards right, potentially win the Serie A. That's yeah, not it could possible. be us. Yeah, yeah, it, it really could. It Lazio could be, yeah. probably feel the same way too. Atalanta probably feel the same way too. Like all of these clubs feel the same way. So everyone feels like they've got a chance here, and so you know that's um, it's it's an opportunity not to be squandered. And I think it would be such a shame if Mourinho left because he's building something here. I mean, he's what Paolo Fonseca did and what Di Francesco did in Europe. Mourinho perfected. Mm. And if they are, I mean, if they they won the Conference League, they should have won the Europa League. I, I really want them to do that this year. I think Mourinho will go for that trophy this year. Um, and because we know that he cares more about winning trophies than finishing fourth. Um, and if you win the Europa League, you end up in the Champions League anyway. So I think, you know, he wants to create a winning culture, and I think that's important. He will have given Roma European pedigree, or he already has given Roma European pedigree that Roma have never been had in their history before. Um, and I think the next step from that would be to would be the Serie A, because I know because no Italian team is going to win the Champions League in the foreseeable future. I think Inter did an absolutely unbelievable job against Manchester City, and were unlucky to not win that. On the preponderance of chances, they were probably the better side. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to. We're going to see that soon so not for a while yeah yeah i think Serie A A is not impossible for Roma to win in two years time if they play their cards right do you see a Manchester City dominance in the Champions League or a potential rebirth of Bayern 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 for me it's Bayern Munich I Harry I mean that team is a, is is a, it's just ridiculously talented you, yeah and when you've got now the England captain who who I think probably wanted to leave at the end and it was probably uh, the way it it was going on. It was convoluted, but I could see him absolutely just destroying records in Germany. Not just that. I think Bayern Munich, once they, Bayern are a slow starter and once they get going, I think Tuchel will do, will will get them on the right track. Mm. Um, And once he does, I think they will be unstoppable. They, They are my favorites to win the Champions League this year. I don't think anyone else comes close to them, to be honest. I don't think anyone anyone comes close to them this year. It's I look scary. at the Champions League teams, I look at City and Bayern and I look at I look at them at a at a different level, to be honest. I was gonna say a French team, but they've got a Spanish manager who's trying to change the mould there and it the may take its is, time. I've got to be honest with you, I, I rate Luis Enrique as a So coach. do I, yeah. I really rate him. I think my the problem there is that that squad is now a mess. Messi's left. I don't the Neymar and Mbappe are infighting. Yeah, Neymar's now in Saudi. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, so he's, he's I mean that he's in Saudi, and then you've got Mbappe in that situation. They've not had a very good transfer window. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think they've improved. Um, and Donnarumma playing Luis Enrique football in goal. I'm not entirely convinced by that. <laughs> Um, I think Luis Enrique should have gone to, to Napoli. I think Napoli would have been unbelievably strengthened by yeah. by Luis Enrique. But, you know, you can't blame him, Luis Enrique, for wanting a chance at PSG. So I don't think the PSG are going to win the Champions League. Um, I don't. I think I think it's going to be Bayern or City again. Bayern, for sure, my favourites. They're up there. They're monsters. Just look at that squad. Look at the depth. Look, look at what they've got. And the way that if Tuchel can give them the stability he gave them that season he won it with Chelsea, or took even 
PSG, PSG to the final. To the final, yeah. Than, than, previous than, year, yeah. yeah. So he can definitely do it. With so you, Bayern. so you think there's a chance for Roma to win it in 2024? Should no. I book? No. Uh, it, in it, I meant the Europa League. No, no, this season. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, in 2024, the 23-24. I should have. Uh, the question better so in the 2023-2024 season so let's say May 2024 maybe I could be potentially at the final let's say I think it's in Dublin I hope I think it is actually mm. would I be seeing Roma and Mourinho lifting the trophy I think you shouldn't be surprised if that's what happens I I expect Roma to at least reach the semi-finals of the Europa League no doubt I think they're better than last year. I think they've strengthened so much more than last year. Um, and I think Mourinho in cup games, and he's got the he's got the fan base behind him. He's got the squad behind him. It's him against. He's got he, he, he Mourinho does best when he's at these clubs like Inter, Roma, Porto, Chelsea, where he can fight the establishment. He can't do that at United and Real Madrid because Real Madrid and Manchester United are the establishment. The establishment, the yeah, they are the top so, dogs. So he can do that at Roma, absolutely. Um, and, and he has, he's won them. You know, everybody loves him. Um, and I think he he knows that. And I think he he will want to, even if he leaves this year at the end, if he doesn't extend his contract, which I hope he does. I think he will do so with a with a Europa League trophy. I really think so. I don't think he cares about the Coppa Italia as much. I think he, it's the Europa League trophy. If he can win two European trophies with Roma, I mean that is just unbelievable. That's demigod status. <laughs> he would be. He would, <laughs> he would have, I don't care if it's the Conference League and your Europa League. I mean ah. that's that's something that Roma's never done. No one's done that. In yes, you, the 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 Capello, Nisalidon. But he will be third after those two, essentially, um, in Roma's history, and that's that's a very good place to be, and that's why I hope he stays. Because if he does, he could even push Roma further on in the Serie A. And if he were to win domestic trophies with Roma, I mean, then you know what you're making. Well. You're making a man dream. Mm. You're making a thirty-six man dream. Mourinho makes you dream because Mourinho yeah. in the right environment, and Mourinho is in the right environment. Now, in my opinion, oh, don't don't Nima, you're making me <laughs> this dream. But then again, I have to say, this is Mourinho, and when Mourinho's pissed off, and he, I mean, this is also uncharted territory. Mm. He's gone into this season with less than twelve months left on his contract, and it doesn't seem like there's a contract extension in sight. I think Not for as long, yet, no, no, but I think for as long as the Roma are in the Europa League, you should be fine. Yeah, I just think they just want that Champions League money and just to get to the top table again because I think they've been missing out on that since February 2019 yeah. after they got knocked out by Porto mm. in that crazy game they should have won. Yeah. Um, and it still gives me PTSD. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Europa League final. Um, I did watch Anthony Taylor try to referee a Chelsea-Liverpool game at the start of the season and he also gave a non-penalty for a handball and I was like I've seen that before uh, why am I still watching this game <laughs> it's like ah mm. uh, this is I've seen this story once ag- once again and it's it's going to keep on happening 
Yeah, I mean that that whole situation. I mean, I I, th- I do think that I, I do understand Roma were disappointed, but I don't f- I, I don't mean to be you know cause controversy. I think the Roma reaction was a little bit over the top. Over the top. It was very OTT. <laughs> And um, I was probably I was I probably think, in the line starting with the O. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was a little bit exact. I I think they were wrong, but I don't think they were this these gross miscarriages of justice. And I don't know the way that they that that, that Mourinho behaved was as if. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I think he exaggerated. Just I really tad. think he exaggerated. Yeah. Um, but I do think Roma should have won that game. I do think that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I watched Sevilla a couple of weeks ago against Valencia. I've been delving into been watching a bit of La Liga now. Um, they were awful. They were so bad. And I was just thinking... That's the thing that annoys me the most, is that I think this this... They're not a good side. You know? No, they were quite bad to watch. I know it's the opening day of the season. Transfer window is still open. They could potentially get new players. They could p- potentially be selling players off. But I saw a, a young Valencia side who were who had a horrific season the season before, and they had what nine Valencia Mestalla players, which is the Valencia B team, in mm. the eleven or in the in the in the squad, and they played them off the park and won two one. And they've got a player. Javi Guerra, who, my God, in about three years' time will be in the midfield for Spain. He's just unbelievably talented and more clubs will probably iron him up in a couple of years' time. I just thought Sevilla were quite mm. they were quite flat and they it took Suso going out wide to make him tick. And this is a player who mm. flopped at Milan and flopped at Liverpool. Yeah. And, Pretty much found a home in Spain, but yeah, um, but yeah, they were they were quite poor, and uh, and then like four days later, they almost won the Super Cup against Man City, which was <laughs> baffling also because <laughs> Man City are a machine and yeah. they're going to be a dynasty for many years to come. I think you're right. I think they're right, especially domestically in in the UK. I think Man City will will dominate for sure. Yeah, I watched them live a couple of years ago, and I was just in awe. And then I private messaged messaged your co-host because I was like, Jao Cancelo's on my side. I went, yeah, Juventus really screwed the ball on Jao Cancelo. Look who am I watching live? And then I've sent him a picture, and he went, yeah, we really screwed that over, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, sure. Cancel is unbelievable. And I was like, "Yeah, you have." Um, Nima, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we could talk football for a long, long time, and I do, probably don't want to bore we the really listeners who, who listening to this. Um, but I know you're busy um, because of what you told me off air, and you've been really yeah. busy recently. And um, thank you for joining me. Um, where can we follow you on social media? Um, at Nima Tiatav R-O-O-D on Twitter uh, and if you want to follow the podcast it's at Itafootpod on all social media the Italian Football Podcast on Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, iTunes uh, and if you want to support the show and get every episode because we do we do three pods a week minimum it's Monday Pod which is the review show it's 
um, the Patreon Patreon one Q and A show on Tuesdays mm. with the listeners sending the questions, and then the Patreon show on Thursday is a midweek review and a preview of the weekend. Yeah, I've been sending. I was going to send in a very silly question a couple of weeks ago, but I thought I'll I'll, I'll send in some serious questions as well. And I do. I, I'm a Patreon. I'm a Patreon, and I, I loved it. I'm I'm a Patreon forever. I, I do the Spanish football podcast and a couple of cricket podcasts I listen to. Uh, I, I I love it. I've got back into listening to more football podcasts recently. So. I took a, a break from listening to two main ones in the UK and I'm like, I have to start listening to again to Guardian Weekly and stuff like that. So just to be prepared for like doing more podcasts on stuff that I'm doing now and like research and stuff like this, but like your, your podcast with Carlo is a godsend and uh, I appreciate the amount of work, what you guys do because it's a brilliant listen and uh, I, I, it's been it's helped me got through some st- bad stuff in the in the summer, which I said when I dropped the uh, the question over. But yeah, your podcast has helped me through some stuff, and it's a really, really, really enjoyable listen. That's so kind of you, and I really don't take your support and everyone else's support for granted. It really means a lot, um, and I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. I'm getting there. I'm like I'm at the acceptance stage, but there is, there's still yeah. a long way to go. But yeah, thank you so much, uh, Nima. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Enjoy your rest because the, we've got some Serie A kicking off in a few days, haven't we? We sure do, and I think that Roma is going to pull off an upset against Milan this weekend. Do you know what I said? That uh, I, I said so. to the. I said that to one of the uh, to Joey who joins me on the pod. I said I WhatsApped him. I went, "Watch Roma beat Milan next week with a an 80th minute winner by someone." I I I was going to send that, but I said, "Watch Roma beat them." And in my mind, I was thinking it's going to be a late winner, Dybala, Pellegrini, a free kick, and I'm going to scream the house down. I think it's going to be Lukaku. I oh, think Lukaku's going to score oh. the winner. <laughs> to be honest. Nima, don't don't do this to me. I will message you on Friday <laughs> night after that. But um, Nima, thanks again for joining me. We'll be back probably in the next couple of days to do a preview for the Milan game or potentially either Sunday or next Monday to do a review of the of the Roman Milan game. Sadly, I can't do it on Saturday because I'm at a game myself. But enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the calcio. Enjoy the football. And ciao.